your movie is haunting me. In what way? The reveal. Like, oh, it's bad. The re- no, the reveal. His face is just sitting right here. It's a snap zoom, dude. I've been waiting my whole life to do a, snap zoom. To do a nice snap <laughs> yeah. zoom. Every DP I ever worked with is like, dude, snap zooms is so 70s. Like, I grew up in the 70s. So this <laughs> felt absolutely appropriate. And James Laxton, our DP on the movie, I was like, I really feel like a snap zoom. He's like, yeah, that'd be cool. I was like, I love you. <laughs> so yeah, it's a real... It's a real moment, man, and it's like I think it pays off because the only reason you're in that theater, presumably, is because you heard we take the Apple guy and make him into a walrus. <laughs> so you know we deliver on that. Like I remember early on, somebody had said something online, like, "Oh, I bet it's all on his head or something." No, it's not. <laughs> it's not in his head. It's well, all it's over not. his body. <laughs> I've heard you say it's like herpes; it doesn't leave you, and that's how I feel today. It's true. It's a tough movie to <laughs> shake. Like I don't know necessarily whether you could say it's good or bad. It's oh, just I thought it was an great experience. Thank you. Because it's different. It's di- it's definitely different. And for you, it's extremely different. Yeah, it is very much so. Particularly like if if people weren't familiar with Red State and even even Red State it's kind of different even from the way the camera moves like it's everything is different about it the guy that I shot with this dude, dude Laxton man like we had a really great symbiosis and I'd taken three years off and I was kind of uh, just doing podcasts and live shows so when I reapproached the job and I was so kind of like oh I want to see this walrus movie I kind of came at it in this whole new stoner way of like not so much obsessing over every detail of the movie but realizing what it is that I do best on set like I'm an editor what? Okay. I'm an editor, first and foremost. Like I'm not a director. I can I'm a d- good director in as much as I provide like a, a really safe environment for the actors to go crazy in. But I'm not the guy going like oh, we're doing this and we're doing this. I'm kind of more the guy that sits there and goes, okay, I got that shot. All right, I got that shot. Ooh, I got that line was perfect. I want to get that line again, so we'll do another take. Ooh, this sounds good. So that's my job primarily on set. And then right after that, or right next to that, my job is to be like, how you doing, man? You good? Excellent. You need anything? Awesome. How's everyone feeling today? Okay, people, this is what we're doing. This is what I've been doing for the last three weeks. We're shooting yoga hosers. So I'm sitting there every morning going, okay, man, day six for the girls, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. It's their first movie, and everyone applauds and shit. And then I tell them what we're doing throughout the whole day. And then I talk about, like, you know, quotation and do some T.E. Lawrence about dreamers a day or something like that. And you try to be more... Like a Dead Poet Society, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, be more, oh, Captain, my Captain, and not like, you know, I'm a visionary, and this is what we're doing. And I used to be kind of like, I'd sit behind the monitor with like a collective of, of few people that I'd talk to, and they'd communicate. Now it's what I wanted to do to everybody. Now I'm just like, all right, man, this is what it is. So I'm more narrating the entire process of the movie. And I, you know, my chief job is to edit. So every day I bring in cut scenes from the day before to show the cast and crew and then they watch it and they self-correct anything number one they're seeing what they did so the movie's a reality it's not theoretical anymore and number two if they see something they don't like they can self-correct that day and be like well I'll tweak that differently so it's a much more like uh, involved or involving process than it used to be and I approach the job so much differently man I'm way up front about like like week three we just finished week three and I told everyone at the beginning I said ladies and gentlemen we just did two wonderful weeks of people talking to each other now we're entering into the action phase of the movie and this is my least favorite thing in the world to shoot Why? I'm not good at shooting action I have no patience for it like I'll, uh, I'll roll ten pages Ages of people talking to yeah. each other because you feel like you're getting something done. But when you're shooting an action beat, it's like you're getting one moment. You're like, okay, now we have another setup over here. It's just painfully right. boring and long in a first world kind of way, folks. Not, <laughs> not real pain. Just the pain of yeah. like, oh, I'm on a movie set kind of pain. <laughs> so, right, you know, I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I hate this week, so bear with me. We'll all get through it together and whatnot. I'm gonna rely on you guys to do this more than me because this is more your forte than mine and whatnot. 
So, you know, you just kind of keep them updated every step of the way, and you're just way open with them and friendly because these are the people making your dream come true. You've got this dopey dream in your head. They're trying to get it out, put it into the world for you and whatnot. So you look at them more as collaborators. Back in the day, I never saw them as fellow filmmakers. You know, I saw them as like, oh, it's the crew. But now it's just like they're all filmmakers. Everyone's making their own little film within my film. Their film is perfect in their world, and hopefully it fits well into the overall film I'm making. It's stone. Like, once you're a no, stoner, no, no. you look at everything. Believe me, I understand that. You know part. what I'm saying? I'm not going to talk about it right now. But, totally, but talk about movies and movies. This yes. movie is movies and movies. A little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this movie's fed by a bunch of different movies as well. Like, you know, was some it cool people... to see The Shining thing yesterday? Yeah. Just before? Because I was like, that kind of... Yeah, Very wait neat. a second. The, the sh- Kubrick was our Patronus on this movie. And, and, you know, I can't do Kubrick, but... It was Kubrickian symmetry. That, that, Stop it. Oh well, no, God, the way the awesome. no, there's just, anyway, it The matter. Kubrickian symmetry was something that while we were making the movie, I kept going like, you know, I just watched a short online where they took every Kubrick symmetrical shot and laid them one after another. That's interesting. So I was like, oh, man, let's go for some Kubrickian symmetry. So every time we were framing the camera, if we were this way or that way, I was like, let's just take it over here and like frame it like Kubrick might have tried or blah, blah, blah. Can't be Kubrick, but you might be able to put an angle or two Kubrickian yeah. in there. And that just communicates something to the audience where they, it's familiar. Oh, that reminds me of The Shining, Big House or something like that. Then you do stuff like the heartbeat. Like at one point in the movie, we bring in the heartbeat. That's very Kubrickian and stuff. But I stole from a lot of places. Dr. Moreau, Frankenstein. I didn't even see Human Centipede, but obviously that's an influence yeah. as well. Um, the uh, Going further back, American Werewolf in London, because that was a movie that had a lot of gore and scare in it, but also like very funny in parts. Like it, it, When I was a kid, it's the first horror movie I ever saw that had a real sense of humor to it as well. So they'd scare the shit out of you, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, the rotting Griffin Dunn would pick up a Mickey Mouse doll and be like, hi, David, and David would be like, stop it. So funny shit like that in the middle of like, Horrific imagery and true terror. Well, it got me thinking yesterday, the audience laughed. Justin gets his leg cut off and he's screaming, he's freaking out, but everyone's laughing because it's still funny. It How is. do you direct a scene like that where you know it's hilarious, but you need him to be committed and serious? You trust your actor, man. Like, Justin knew exactly what to do. That performance, like, I just rolled the camera on. I wasn't like, you need to be this. You, he understands mm-hmm. innately what it is. And then what he wants to do is just make it seem as real as possible. So he tries to give the most fucking drug addled performance he's ever given, and it works. Like, he seems like he's coming out of a stupor so that whole conversation which is like ludicrous and gets even more crazy as the dude's like a spider bit you can you give that story I want to hear that story it's it's, well I mean the spider thing was like such a it was in one of the elements of of Smodcast we talked about it like in the first 10 episodes of Smodcast the brown recluse the hobo spider the deadly hobo spider the poisonous hobo spider so we brought it into uh, into the flick as well and Michael Parks loved it. Like, Michael Parks, that's his favorite thing in the script. The only thing that he found funny was the fact that the this dude, he, that's it. Okay. He was like, everything's pretty crazy. Walrus didn't work for him. He thought it was crazy. But <laughs> yeah. he thought what seriously made him laugh out loud was the fact that this guy tried to tell this guy that a spider did all this. So he was like, that's just batshit crazy. So I told Justin when we were going into that scene, I was like, dude, lean on the fucking spider because... Parks like thinks that's funny. So Justin in the scene is like leaning on the spider, and Parks is like laughing, and I included it. Like so, I, the gen, when he's like laughing, and he's like, "Why are you laughing?" It's just genuine. Parks like literally laughing. So I, it wasn't in the script. Just cut it in there. It makes it a little creepier and whatnot. 
So yeah, man, it's it, it the, the spider paid off for us in a big bad way. Who knew why it would make him laugh so much? It seems so dopey and throwaway to me, but to Parks, that was the whole movie. He's just like the fact that he's telling this guy that a spider did this. That's brilliant. And I was like, nah, not really, but thank you. <laughs> we like that. <laughs> yeah. What were the beats like last night? Like you said yesterday when, when we saw the movie. It's for you as a Canadian audience. Yeah. So how, have you? Pl- yeah, you must have tested it in front of Americans. Never. I, so, so honestly, this was, this the, was first the first oh, time. Okay. The only the I was in. Um, let me see. Salt Lake City, um, or outside of Salt Lake City in Utah, um, at a comic book store, and I showed people the first twenty five minutes. There were, we were doing a podcast there, and I was like, you know what? I got I got Tusk with me. Let me show you the first twenty five minutes. So I showed him up until Wallace passing out and stuff. Right. And it was nice to see it with a hundred people and just hear people reacting to it. But shy of that, I've never played it for an audience. It's only been played in my house for people that worked on the movie and stuff like that. So being the, at the midnight screening the other night and then being at last night's screening, those were the very first two public consumptions of the flick. Do you expect and it the beats be to work better. as well for, for each country? I mean, nobody. I don't know if they're going to laugh at like the double-double joke in the yeah. States as much as they laugh here. But I think the movie plays either way. What I'm hoping for is like... Um, the people on the state side who aren't familiar with some of the Canadian stuff just fall in love with it like the way I do. Some of those words just have magic to them and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully that plays. And I hope it doesn't. I don't think it's like if you don't understand where what Bifrost is and how far it is from Winnipeg. That you know, yeah, yeah, you know, I think you'll be fine with the movie. But I loved having this extra glaze on the cupcake and being here in Canada. Because I knew they would get it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I sat, I went to both screenings and sat right in the middle of the audience through both screenings because I wanted to hear them get yeah. every piece of Canadian. Did, did it work? It did. Yeah. Was there it, anything that, that fell flat that you were Oh, that's, it amazing. All, that's a good feeling. It hit. It was so lovely and whatnot. It was just the right room. But to be fair, if the movie didn't work here, it was never going to work <laughs> anyplace. <laughs> I mean, really. You know what I loved yesterday with people being like, is that Johnny Depp? Yeah. Is that Depp? Yeah. There's a wave that when people watch the movie, unless they, they go in knowing and stuff. Uh, I probably shouldn't have ruined that. I'm sorry. Some cats won't know. Some cats will know. Some cats won't. But like going into it, um, you'll when the character pops up, there's always this little a little whisper that travels through the theater, not at the same rate. Because yeah. people don't pick up on it right away. It takes people, like some people right away, some people a few minutes. Some people, it's like two scenes later, they're like, holy crap. <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's what's awesome about that is like, just when the movie, like we've already shown you the walrus, so we've pulled our dick out. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing left for us to do after that. A walrus dick. It's a big old yeah. uh, 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 usik, if you will. But <laughs> after that, there's nowhere to go. And then we we show you the weirdest thing we could ever show you imaginable. Johnny Depp in this movie. Oh, I, don't, I think the weirdest thing is that walrus thing he puts that's, on the suit. That's too. true. That's, <laughs> there's that as well. I have to let you go. And I don't think you're going to be able to do this, but we do something called five questions. Five quick questions, one word answer. I will try to keep it the one word answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm so not Justin good at Justin was this. like, he's not going to do that. <laughs> script or improv? Uh, script. Film or digital? Either. Uh, Lennon or McCartney? Lennon. Hitchcock or Kubrick? Hitchcock. In one word, Tusk. Fucked. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Pleasure, man. Appreciate Pleasure. it.